0: to approach the holiday season, and in Frederick, a common sight is horse-drawn carriages and the protests that accompany them. For the past couple years, horse-drawn carriages and groups of people who protest against them have gone hand-in-hand, this has come up before the Frederick City Board of Aldermen multiple times, and it came up again this past week as they looked at mandating when horses need to take breaks. All right, so we have city reporter Colin McGuire here to talk to us a little bit about the horses and the horse-drawn carriages that have been in Frederick. And so it's my understanding that this has been an ongoing concern for the city of Frederick. So can you give us a little bit of background to explain what happened last night?
1: Yeah, um, so... Um With the horses, a few, a couple years ago, uh, people started to protest. This is something that's been going on in downtown Frederick around the holiday season for a while. Um, But people were protesting about uh, the treatment of the horses and how many breaks they could have and how many they were legally um, required to have. So uh, the city worked, tried to work with both parties, the the people who run the horse carriage horse-drawn carriage ride business, and also the people who are angry about the horses. Um, so they came to a conclusion in April that the horses would be able, or they would be forced to break once every two hours for 30 minutes. Um, the, the family, the Lamberts, who run the horse-drawn carriage sort of company or business organization who provides this for Frederick said, uh, that's too much. Uh, we need every f- four hours, um, or else the, it would actually be harmful for the horses, they argued. So from there, they they kind of figured going into last night's meeting, which lasted very, very late, um, they went in hoping to get four hours. Ideally, they wanted five. One break every five hours. They, w- they were going and thinking they would get four. Um, what happened, though, was they redefined the ordinance to say that the rest uh, can now also be tabulated between rides because they estimate between 8 to 10 minutes goes between each ride when people get on and off, and that can be constituted as rest, which is different than the way that it was. So if you add up those 8 to 10 minutes, the rides last about a half an hour. Over the course of two hours, you just naturally have your 30-minute break, Um, whereas before, what the ordinance it, it wasn't clear. Last night was basically just about clarity. Um, before, it, what the thought was was that they would be forced to take 30 consecutive minutes off every two hours, which they didn't want to do. Now, the breaks between rides will will kind of check that box.
0: And what was their argument for taking 30 minutes as harmful to the horses?
1: Um, uh, which side of the argument? It's for the
0: Lamberts who run the company.
1: So they had a, they had a couple uh, doctors there, they had a bunch of different medical experts actually testify last night, um, and the, the general consensus is essentially once the horse gets warmed up and keeps going, if you settle it down, it actually does more harm than good right away.
2: When I read in the paper what this was all about, I became very concerned. Number one, I do not believe that the horses should be rested for 30 minutes. The kinesiology and neurology, and if you want to get into it, we can do it, but the kinesiology neurology is not favoring the horse to stand still after it has been exercised for two hours.
1: Um, there, were, there were all these different it's other things that got into the weeds about turning the stomach's horse, or the stomach's horse, the horse's stomach turning over, and I'm not all that familiar with horse anatomy, but when that happens, it could be fatal for a horse. Um, so they they were essentially like if we are forced to stop uh for 30 straight minutes it's going to actually get the horse going just to slow it down and going that sort of up and down that consistently can really really harm a horse.
0: And so were the protesters happy with the ordinance that passed?
1: Um I got the feeling that nobody was happy at the end of last night. Um uh, to be honest, a lot of the protesters showed up for public comment. There was dozens and dozens of them. So uh, there were so many, they had to take a recess around 10 o'clock last night before voting on it. And then when they came back to vote on it, that was another hour-long discussion. Um, so they, the Board of Aldermen all acknowledged in their comments that they knew nobody was going to be happy.
2: As you know, many of us would like to see the carriage rides abolished. However, we do know that you don't support that, and that is why we thanked you for your efforts earlier this year in revising the 1981 ordinance to require 30 minutes of rest after two hours of work.
1: Um, It actually took a turn that I don't think anybody was expecting. Everybody was going in thinking it was either going to be the two hours or the four hours, and what they did was actually just clarify the language from the original ordinance in April. Um, The Lamberts were happy with the decision, so I would be inclined to say that the protesters were not, but... Mm -hmm perhaps that's good enough for them i don't know i know a lot of them left by the time the vote happened so
0: and so it's my understanding that a lot of these protesters um or even people in support of the horse-drawn carriages are not from frederick
1: yeah that was brought up a few times last night um that's a little overblown there were there were protesters there from frederick um a couple of people fr- who listed themselves as from frederick county not necessarily frederick a couple people from Virginia, uh, maybe one from Baltimore. But uh, outside of that, I mean, it was kind of split within the protesters. Uh, about half of them were from Frederick. Another half were from outside of the county. But that was something that was talked about with within the aldermen. Um, that was part of the public comment. People got angry. It was just a lot of finger pointing. And they'd say, you're not from Frederick. And then they'd say, we just want to make Frederick nice. And it was the whole thing.
0: So with this ordinance that passed, do you expect that we'll be seeing more protests in the upcoming months, or especially around the Christmas time? Will we be right back to where we were?
1: I think there's a good chance we'll be right back to where we were, to be honest. Um, I talked to Jessica uh, Lambert last night after the vote, and she actually told me that they still had to talk about whether or not they were going to do the horse-drawn carriages. So as of last night, late, late last night, the family had not decided whether or not they're going to bring it back. She indicated that they were happy with the vote, though. She thinks they will bring it back. I don't think this is going to curb the protesters. Um, it, you know, They aren't happy with the decision as far as I could tell. And the reality is that what the Lamberts want is for something or somebody to keep the protesters in check because they've been getting pretty nasty, I guess, throughout the years. I would assume that the same things will probably happen this uh, this holiday season. If they come back, it's not
0: 100%. And so if they don't come back, how does that affect downtown Frederick?
1: Well, they could go find another company that offers the horse-drawn carriages. I'm not sure where they would go or how they would seek that out. I know it's getting pretty late in the game because we're already in October and they're and they're going to have to figure out a contract with somebody sooner rather than later. I think it's a tradition, or at least from the people I've talked to, it's a tradition a lot of people around town like. They like taking the rides. They don't really view it as harmful to the animals. There were a lot of arguments last night saying that it's actually not harmful to the animals. The animals are used to this kind of work. That's why they're there. Um, So, I mean, I would gather that the, the city would probably, if the Lambert contract doesn't work out, I would think we won't have carriage rides this holiday season because it's too late. And at this point, it'd be hard to entice another company knowing that you're walking into these protesters and things like that. So that's kind of, that would be my guess, but all all signs pointed to the Lamberts coming back.
0: All right, and so switch things a little bit. So I understand that another thing was brought up before the a city alderman. Uh, this time it was scooters, which some people really love and some people also really hate. Uh, so what's happening with scooters downtown?
1: Uh, so they, it, it was an interesting conversation they had a couple weeks ago at a workshop. Um, six months ago, they were tasked with figuring out how to implement a scooter program. They then worked at worked out to get an update at a workshop a couple weeks ago and they didn't really have much of an update. What they found was all the research that they pointed to that they did kind of said there is no clear answer for whether or not this is a good thing for Frederick. So then Alderman Ben McShane came out and said, look, if, if we can't find enough information to go one way or another within six months, let's just ban them. Um, if people have a problem with it, then we'll hear about it and maybe we can reconsider it down the road. So that was the the thought process that was brought up they decided to ban them it was just kind of an easy situation from that point forward when they voted on it last night it didn't even last 30 seconds there was no public comment nobody really seemed to care the arguments go both ways is frederick big enough to warrant scooters i don't know um i know one of the biggest uh the biggest hiccups and things that kind of got in the way the worries were the discarding of the scooters cuz you can leave them anywhere and a big topic of discussion of course was people throwing them in Carroll Creek so they didn't want that.
0: And do you think people actually were throwing them in Carroll Creek?
1: Well, we I I we haven't really had the the scooters uh, in town. Uh, I, you know, there there was a lot of discussion talking about doing it while intoxicated. So, you know, you have the difference between do you want to drive a car or you want to get on a scooter? Uh preferably to the board of aldermen, they want nobody to do any of those things, you know. Uh you can make the argument, of course, that it, it, it would be safer to be on a scooter and be drunk. But also, I don't know that if you guys, or I don't know if you've ever been around scooters or you've seen scooters in some of these cities, but they just go, they, (laughs) they go, they, depending on the driver, some don't adhere to the stop signs or the traffic lights and things like that. So it could be, especially if you've had something to drink a bit dangerous. And of course, you know, sort of the, the novelty of, throwing one in the creek when you're drunk, I'm sure people would have done or would do. That's just kind of how people go.
0: All right, so we've solved the problem of no scooters in the Carroll Creek. Um, do you think that there is going to be more people coming forward about this in the next couple months saying, hey, actually, we do want scooters?
1: I don't think that's going to happen. The, what they essentially did was they, they, they're, they're not allowing companies who provide that to come in. Um, so that would kind of be the first step. They they have not had any bids, to my knowledge, any companies who actually want to bring this uh, stuff in. If that happens, I think that's kind of where they stand now. If they are approached by a company who offers the, the service, they will take it up. They will talk about it again. But until then, they're just going to ban them. Um, and I, can't, I mean, I've heard a lot of arguments that Frederick just isn't big enough to warrant these. Perhaps that's true. Uh, if so, I don't know how attractive a city like this would be for those companies.
0: All right, so... I'm guessing we probably also don't have hoverboards on our sidewalks, so we are a city that pretty much sees those fads, says we're not not interested, and moves on.
1: Yes, I would, at least right now, we have 80,000-some people. um, Perhaps that gets bigger, and they'll want more, because the city's growing, so maybe they'll want some in the future.
0: But the horse-drawn carriages get to stay.
1: The horse-drawn carriages get to stay um, if they want. And that'll be because I know that they're super nervous about the protesters. That was really the biggest point of contention for the Lamberts last night. The, some police officers testified. We'll see how that goes if they decide to come back to Frederick. Like I said, I think they will. Um, if they do, though, I'm I'm interested to see how the protesters react because they're going to have to beef up uh, some of the, the police force because I guess things really, really got nasty. I don't know if, if you've ever seen how that goes, but man... They, there's some mean stuff going on so yeah horse-drawn carriages probably this year
0: all right so tradition not Paz and frederick colin <laughs> is there anything else that you think we should know
1: um not well i mean the comprehensive plans coming up so that'll be something to talk about uh as the the coming weeks i think i'm pretty sure they're going to workshop it next week next wednesday for anybody who wants to go or they're going to do this wednesday that's right for anybody who wants to go uh, um there's going to be a plan it might not be the comprehensive plan there's so many plans i'm not sure i can't remember which one but i know the comprehensive plans a big deal they're they're thinking about that now a lot of stuff on the plate for that um but you know uh, there's there's something actually coming up uh this weekend that we i guess are not going to talk about because this is <laughs> this is coming out next week But outside of that, um, yeah, in in city issues, uh, they're, they're really focused on getting a lot of their plans together, passed, discussed, hashed out. That's going to take a long time. Public has as much input as they want. It should be interesting to see how it goes because almost everything's on the table. Zoning, uh, zoning maps, you know, buildings, whatever you want to traffic, I don't, what schools, whatever it's all there. So, um, I would encourage people to go check that out and, you know, voice your opinion like the people did last night because, my goodness, they were, they were riled up at City Hall.
0: All right. And as with everyone at the Frederick News Post, you can follow Colin's work at FrederickNewsPost.com. Uh, he reports on the city pretty much every day, so you can continue to follow up with updates to the city. And how do people follow you on Twitter?
1: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Colin Padraic. I don't think that's how you pronounce it, I'm told. It's my middle name, but I don't know how you say it. <laughs> it's spelled P-A-D-R-A-I-C.
0: All right. So for updates as the city um, looks at its different plans, and if there's anything new with the horse-drawn carriages, Colin will continue to update us. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Can you just, um, I, I need you to give, a, give me a piece of audio explaining the scooters because we just kept saying scooters we're not talking about like the the manual ones like that kids ride kids aren't are not banned from mm-hmm. using scooters downtown we're talking about the electric scooters that and maybe just describe like if you've ever been been to baltimore or dc and seen these electric scooters tossed around do you want me to jump in with a question to lead into that um yeah yeah that, that's the best way into it i think
1: Okay, I, I'll try.
0: <laughs> All right, so Colin, just to be clear, we're not talking about like the Razor scooters that we grew up on, those mechanical ones that the kids get to ride, right?
1: Yeah, we're, we're talking about um, essentially driverless scooters, electric scooters that, that if you've been in any, so they have them in DC, they have them in Baltimore, um, you just kind of get on and go. And I think they can go up to 30 miles an hour, something like that, 25, 30 miles an hour. So they can they're pretty quick, they're pretty fast.
0: I have seen them once or twice, and I've heard plenty of horror stories yeah. from people who have fallen <laughs> off of them. So. Definitely. Food and education reporter Katrina Pereira is here to tell you about her latest food review. So, Katrina, where did you go to eat this week?
2: This week, I went to Aisha Meze Lounge uh, in downtown.
0: All right, and so what kind of food is served here?
2: So they do Eastern Mediterranean food, which is um, has a little bit more of a Turkish influence in it.
0: And your quick
2: thoughts on it? Quick thoughts. Um, really good, really unique dishes. Um, and it's pretty fine dining. But again, not fine dining where you would feel uncomfortable going there in jeans. But you, there's definitely a level of service that you get.
0: And so is this a place that I would go for lunch or dinner or can I go to both?
2: Definitely can go to both. Um, they're closed on Mondays, but Tuesday to Friday they actually offer an express lunch option for people who, you know, are working. Um, You get pretty much an appetizer, an entree, uh, and I think a dessert. Um, And it's all express. Um, So they, you know, they know that you have limited time and they kind of get it out to you quickly.
0: Well, that's a really cool idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: And is the pricing expensive or can you go there on a journalist's salary?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can definitely go there. With a limited budget, because their whole menu is inspired around meze, which are small plates, shareable small plates. So um, I think the cheapest meze that they offer is maybe around $4, um, and they go up to maybe 15 Um So, you know, you can get two plates to share, and you can probably do that for maybe 10 to $12. And the plates are pretty big, actually. Um, you know, when they say small plates, they mean mm-hmm. shareable, but the portions are still pretty fair. So.
0: Awesome. So, you know, people can read your review, which comes out on Thursday. But just to give people a taste of what you got to experience, any dishes that you particularly liked?
2: Yes. Um, so I was surprised to learn that their signature dish is their Brussels sprouts. Um, was not expecting that at <laughs> all from a Eastern Mediterranean restaurant, but I tried it and definitely lived up to the hype um if you go and you order nothing else order the brussels sprouts because they are actually incredible um so i highly highly recommend those
0: i have to say when i was growing up i loved brussels sprouts and so i was like that that kid who actually ate their (laughs) vegetables and now all of a sudden everyone's eating brussels sprouts including my picky younger sister who hated them so i didn't get them as a child and like i just don't understand where this brussels sprouts trend is going for so i think you need to investigate it for me
2: yeah i mean if you don't like Brussels sprouts, you will after eating this
0: dish. <laughs> Perfect. Any other dishes that stuck out?
2: Um, you know, they they offer a lot of like your typical Mediterranean fare. So a lot of kebabs. Um, there's moussaka on the menu, which is actually one of my personal favorites. Um, I found it to be a little different than the traditional Greek moussaka. Um, it's a little more... Their eggplant in the moussaka is a little more breaded, um, and that just might be, you know, their own take on it, but it was quite good.
0: All right, so in talking with you, for, in reading your reviews, we know that you have a little bit of bias when it comes to Italian food and a little <laughs> bit of bias when it comes to Indian food. Yes. Do you have a little bit of bias when it comes to Eastern Mediterranean? <laughs> I feel like I have
2: bias when it comes to all <laughs> foods, to be honest. But um, I, I have been to Greece and Turkey, so I will say that, but... Um, But I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say I have a bias. Um, Yeah. You know, I I like Mediterranean food. I love Greek food. Like I said, moussaka is literally one of my favorite things to eat ever. Um, So I definitely probably judged that a little bit more than maybe some of the other dishes. Um, But... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe.
0: And can you see yourself going back there? You know, if you're downtown covering a board of education meeting, grabbing that express <laughs> lunch.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And even for dinner, they have a beautiful patio um, with a lot of seating. It's a it's a fairly large patio. We can probably see close to 100 people out there. Um, so, you know, if it's a warm day or like, you know, an, a warm evening, it's really nice to go and have dinner out there.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, anything else do you think we should know?
2: Uh, No, Um, they do offer a little bit of a traditional Turkish drink called, oh gosh, I'm definitely going to mispronounce this, um, Raka, Um, and it's... You, uh, according to their menu and from what I heard from their chef, um, you traditionally drink it with your um, meze. It's supposed to just kind of be like a little cocktail that you have. Um, It's very similar to Sambuca, so it has a little bit of a licorice taste. Um, So if you go, I definitely recommend that you at least try it and have it along with your
0: brussels sprouts (laughs) all right well you heard that get the brussels sprouts and get the raka raka all right and you can read katrina's full review uh in thursday's edition of the 72 hours katrina thank you so much for coming in thank you frederick and cut is produced by me heather and and edited by graham cullen we'll see you next week